and it is yours. Awesome. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, uh, for taking some time this evening to, to join us on our second town hall. Um, I am I'm glad we're having these opportunities to, to chat and uh, reach out to the community in this broader format. Um, gives us a chance to, to share information. Um, I mean, for me, uh, it's important that we have good communication, um, good open dialogue with our community, and I hope that uh, these are informative, but also um, stimulate some conversations uh, outside and beyond um, these, these presentations that we're doing here today. Um, so I will take you through my presentation this evening. I'm gonna guess probably 20, 30 minutes uh, at the most, and then uh, some Q&A. Um, and uh, as always, uh, if you've got questions or comments beyond, feel free to send me an email, um, give a call or whatever. Um, communication is, is pretty key for me and I wanna be able to uh, reach out and have those conversations with you. Uh, so, High level, uh, this is the topics that we're, I'm going to touch on this evening. Um, you know, COVID, it is, is real. It's, we hear about it every day. Um, high performance vision moving forward right now. Uh, touch on our gold medal profile and where things are at with that. Uh, some FIS and IPC updates as we know them right now. Um, and uh, just an overview of criteria and the process that goes into, uh, into all of that. Um, purpose tonight is, you know, to, to frame what, what is high performance, where are we hoping to get to, and uh, how you guys all play a role in helping us achieve that. So we'll start off with the COVID. Uh, hot topic of today, of course. Um, it is, it is ever present uh, and it is a shifting landscape as we know. Um, plans that we were making today may be looking very different next week. Uh, they could look very different tomorrow. Um, and so we are constantly having that in the back of our, our minds as we are preparing and, and looking at uh, what is possible for us. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, what we're really trying to focus on is where are we making gains and um, how are we getting to our, our longer term goals um, of performances um, for us in high performance on the international stage. Um, and depending on how this year rolls out, um, whether we're able to race internationally um, or domestically or not at all, um, I think we need to always be focused on where are we making our gains um, and, you know, in training, uh, when we can compete, um, what are we doing to um, every day be better? Um, controlling the things that are within our control. Um, COVID, we can't control. Um, lockdowns and shutdowns, we don't have a lot of control over. One of the big things that we can control is how we approach our training, how we approach getting better each and every day. Um, our NST and uh, Paranoid National Ski Team competition plans, uh, right now they are focused on some key international um, events. Uh, we're really hopeful that those are gonna come through, but we also have many different uh, plans, you know, A through almost Z in, in our minds as to how we shift and pivot uh, this season. Um, and I, I fully expect that we're gonna have to shift and pivot. 
ultimately for us, uh, the health and safety of our athletes and our staff is going to be critical in all the decisions that we make. Um, there could be times where the, the changes are dictated to us and, um, you know, we, you know, an event shuts down or um, we're not able to get into a nation uh, because there are restrictions. Um, or we may look at all of the evidence in front of us and decide that it's not safe for us to go in as a nation. Um, kind of as we saw at the end of March um, with the World Cup in Quebec, um, we needed to make a, a decision that was best for Canada and Canada's athletes. Um, certainly those decisions won't be t taken lightly and um, we'll make sure that those, those are communicated out and, and the rationale behind those. Um, we are posting updates and, and resources uh, on our COVID uh, protocol page. Um, so make sure you check that out. Uh, if, if you're hosting events or looking for extra supports on how you run trainings or events and, and the like, um, Frozen Thunder has just opened and it is, um, the snow is fantastic right now. Uh, yesterday was the first day. Um, great to see the athletes out in training, um, but it's definitely different this year. Uh, we're restricted by the number of people allowed on the track at any given time. There's a maximum of 100. Um, there's a zone four registration. Uh, athletes have to sign up for their time on the track. Um, more so are high performance athletes and teams coming in. Um, and we've got reserved times for those athletes where they require a bib to get onto the track and they re are required to sign up uh, to, to secure their spot uh, because we are limited. And talking to Cindy today, um, our bibs are, are getting close to almost sold out. Um, so that's all happening through zone four, again, to limit contact uh, within the office. Uh, big bibs are hanging outside the office for athletes to pick up. Um, it seems to be a super smooth process right now, uh, but certainly open to feedback as people get out here. Um, and I hope people can get out here and join us safely um, without restrictions. So heading into high performance vision. Um, I've been in the job for a little over a month now, maybe six weeks. Um, I've had some excellent conversations. Um, we're starting to have some excellent conversations uh, with people within the community and across the nation. Um, I know there's many, many, many more <laughs> conversations to be had. Um, and I'm looking forward to having those conversations with folks. When I'm chatting, um, I mean, for me, I, I have a, a huge respect for history. I'm a history major uh, from university. Um, I respect what has been before. Um, so that I can better understand how it can be better in the future. Um, so that's kind of the foundation of the conversations that I'm having. Um, and as I said, they've, they've been excellent. And it's nice to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations to, to be able to share where we want to go and what role everybody plays in helping us achieve that. So we've got big goals um, and it, we recognize it's gonna be a long game. Um, and we have very high expectations uh, for our national team programs. Um, Back in 2016, uh, we did a high performance review um, and we know incrementally our we're targeting towards 2026 um, to make our biggest impact. That's not to say that athletes who are performing right now um, are not a focus of ours, um, but we're looking long term for our future success and our sustained success on the international stage. Um, 
at the NST level, it is international performances that we're striving towards um, and that we're focused on. Um, we recognize it's, it's going to be a process to get there. Um, as much as I would love to wave a magic wand and have all the solutions today, I know that I need to kind of look under the hood of the car and um, see what's working. Uh, are the belts in the right places and the nuts and bolts tight enough? Um, and make sure that we've got the processes and the systems in place uh, to make it happen. And it's not going to be without some growing pains. I totally recognize that. Um, and I hope that uh, through the communication and the conversations that we have with the community, um, we build this nationally focused, nationally driven, um, high performance program that Canada can be proud of and the athletes and the coaches involved as well. Um, everybody plays a role. Um, when you get to the national ski team, it's, it's, it's the top, top of the pyramid. And uh, honestly, we're looking to make gains on the excellence that's already there, the talent that's already there um, within the athletes who are performing. Um, so whether it's a training center, a provincial team, a club team, um, coaches and athletes, um, everybody has a role to play in making sure that Canada is the best that it can be. And every role, because they're so vitally important, um, it's something to be proud of um, in that role that you play and, and being excellent at what you do and, and understanding how important um, your roles are to helping Canada succeed on the world stage. Um, so like I said, big goals. Uh, we're playing a long game um, and um, we're striving towards that sustained mental performance that will help Canada be the, the, the number one sports nation um, in winter um, that we are striving for uh, across all winter sports. Um, the pile of medals at the bottom are a fraction. Most of the medals won by the Paranordic team in the 2018 games. Um, and, you know, it, it's achievable. It's there. And I'd love to see a giant stack of medals coming from Canada on a really consistent basis. Uh, World Cup um, and Olympic and Paralympic. To do that, uh, we've, we've been working with Own the Podium um, quite closely around creating our gold medal process profile. And this is something that has been in process for quite a while. Those of you who've been in the sport have probably heard uh, bits and pieces about the gold medal profile. Um, and to some, it's a bit of a mystery. Um, what is it? Uh, how can I apply it? Um, all of those things. Um, for us, we're focused on exactly that. It's, it's the gold medal. It's the top of the pyramid. It is, uh, it's the podium performances that we're focusing on. Um, within Paranordic, we've got seven medalists that we can look to uh, in terms of benchmarking. But that's not to say that, you know, all these athletes check all of the, the pieces within um, these pillars um, that are presented here in the, uh, in the diagram. What we've identified within Nordic skiing, and we've actually been working closely with biathlon as well. Um, there's so much crossover between the two sports um, that it seemed kind of silly for us to be talking about technique um, and then to be creating something else for technique. Um, and on the Paranordic side, we also do shooting. So there's, there's a lot of crossovers between the two and it's been awesome to you know, look at the, the synergies between the sports and how um, we don't have to recreate the wheels. Um, so the pillars that we've identified, 
um, and to give you a sense of the process, first it was like, what are, what are the pillars um, that we know to be true within cross-country skiing? Um, and for us, it was the mental performance. Um, and there's so many layers to what that is. Um, the technical aspect of our sport, which you all know is, is vast and, and varied. Uh, the tactical approach to our racing, um, all the physical attributes um, and development of an athlete, um, their health and wellness, and the equipment that they choose. And then for Paranordic, of course, there's the shooting piece. From there, defining what those key performance factors are within each of those pillars. Um, and we've done that. Uh, that is um, fairly well established and vetted. Um, we've been it hasn't been like an internal just Nordic Canada staff. Like I said, we've reached out and we've worked with um, Biathlon, but we've also engaged with our, our IST, so our sport sciences, um, our physiologists, our doctors, our nutritionists, our mental performance consultants. Um, there's lots of eyes and lots of experts providing input into this. Um, and we're really excited for what it will be once it is complete and ready to roll out. So once we've defined those key performance factors, it's defining how we're gonna measure those. So great, we understand that health is important, but what about health is important? Um, and how are we gonna measure that? And then how are we gonna assess those things? And then defining what those benchmarks are within that. This year, the plan is for us to confirm that what we've put in place um, is true um, in providing us with the feedback that we want. Um, the gold medal profile is a, is a gap analysis, essentially. So an athlete will receive a report card under each of these pillars to say, look, um, technically your classic is a yellow, um, your double polling is a green, and um, your one skate is, is a red. Um, so we know we can narrow down where we can help the athletes make their changes and, uh, and close the gaps to, to get to those podium performances. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we're at. Um, it, it is coming together. It's a long process um, and it's a detailed process. Uh, but for us, we want to make sure that we're doing it right um, as opposed to doing it quickly. I think we've all seen this before and I've added a few of my own uh, tabs. Um, there's a lot that goes into those podium performances. And um, as I said earlier, we need a nation behind us. Um, we need great coaches, great athletes. We need strong clubs. Um, we've got plans in place and skills to develop. Um, we need to be thinking outside the box and innovative. Um, I'd love to find a Canadian way and you know, in a few years time, have people turning their heads and going, what is Canada doing? Like, they've got something dialed in. There's a secret sauce that's happening there. And, um, you know, we, we are consistently up there uh, fighting for those top podium performances on the international stage. To give you a sense of what we, we know right now uh, from an international standpoint, uh, these are the, the races that have been proposed and what we are planning as a team to attend um, within the FIS and the IPC calendar. The events that are highlighted um, or bolded are, the, are really our key events um, that if nothing else, these are the ones that we want to invest 
and get athletes to. Um, some of them are absolutely critical for us to earn quota spots for the 2022 Olympic and Paralympic Games. Um, and so, you know, we really want to get to those. The test event in China, um, of course, that allows our technicians to get onto the snow, see what it's like, understand the conditions that are there, that are there and also gets the athletes um, onto the, the courses that will be um, for, the, for the games the following year. Of course, this is all assuming that everything goes well and um, nothing shifts um, within the, the global pandemic situation. So P1 uh, is Lillehammer, Davos, and Dresden. Um, we're likely looking at sending a, a small team there, and the reasoning for that is largely um, the COVID piece for us. Um, FIS has presented protocols um, and testing requirements. Um, and as a team, we're not sure how it's all gonna roll out necessarily and how as a team logistically um, we facilitate that, those extra layers um, to the new normal of competing. Um, so doing that with a smaller team certainly allows us to um, be a little bit more nimble and flexible in how we do things. Um, as we prepare to bring over, we hope, a much larger team for World Juniors and World Ski Championships. Another factor to consider when we're looking at P1 is if athletes do not meet um, the benchmarks that we're looking for them to achieve to stay on and qualify for the later periods, um, they would have to come back to Canada and compete at trials to earn their spaces to come to World Juniors and Championships. And um, as we know, there's a 14-day mandatory quarantine, and there's no flexibility on that at this time. Um, so athletes really need to consider where they can best perform. Um, and if there's a risk of them not being um, ready and fresh on the snow in December, then trials might be the one that they want to put their, their hat on. And coming in to December, uh, having to quarantine and then performing with their um, it can be tricky depending on how well people can quarantine and where they're able to do that. So we're just, we're aware of that and, and those moving parts and, and some stuff that athletes and coaches should consider uh, when, they're, when they're planning for that. Um, so that's high level, what we're, we're, we're hoping for. Um, again, we'll see how COVID rolls out and uh, I'm hopeful that we can get a good solid season in. I'm really happy that we have a domestic calendar um, where we can earn fist points and there's regional uh, competitions there, assuming competitions can go forward. I think it's really important for us to be mindful of um, following the regulations and the rules um, and ensuring that the events that we can host um, within Canada go off really, really well um, so that we can prove that we can, we can have and run safe events um, so that we can continue to have more and more events. Uh, the worst thing for me, I think, was, would be for us to not be able to, to host events um, this coming season. Moving on to criteria, um, wanted to take this opportunity to give you a, a sense of what goes into the criteria process. Um, it's long and uh, there's a lot that goes into it. And there's a lot of pieces that uh, we can control and there's others that we can't. Um, 
So, I mean, ultimately it starts out with our long-term goals. And as I said earlier, it's international podium performances that we're striving towards. Um, and so when we look, you know, six years down the line towards 2026, where do we want to be? And then building back from that. Um, of course, our, our business plans, those are looked at annually and adjusted. Um, and then of course our budget and our, our capacity to, to execute. So what's realistic and financially, what can we actually do? Um, there are certain requirements from Sport Canada, um, the Canadian Olympic Committee, the Canadian Paralympic Committee as well. Um, so, you know, we, we might want to be able to send 30 people um, to an event, but there are certain points requirements uh, that would limit that. Um, they're looking for the best and most competitive um, when it comes down to Olympics and Paralympics um, and World Championships. There's our season goals, and then there's the event criteria. Um, so like I said, World Championships, um, I know on the Paralympic side, you know, you have to meet a, a certain uh, WPNS point standard in order to be eligible to compete at the World Championships. And then beyond that, within the team, we take a look at what can we support and um, what, what is the best development plan for our athletes. Um, as I said, this year, quota spots is going to be uh, critical for us. Um, who are the athletes who can earn Canada the spots um, so that we have as many spots as we can get um, going into to games so that when we do come time to have qualifications for those spots, um, we've got more spots up for grabs for Canadian athletes. And then of course, as I presented earlier, just what's, what's the race schedule and plans for FIS and IPC? And then going back to budget, what, 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 are, what are our focuses uh, for that year? Um, next layer, of course, is, is it fair? Is it transparent? Is it understandable? Um, I'm excited for our able-bodied criteria um, that's currently under review. Um, I believe it, it, is, is, it is quite clear what the expectations will be for, for making team selections uh, for the, the coming season. Um, it goes through some vetting of, through athlete reps uh, on the paranoidic side, the paranoidic committee uh, takes a look at, look at things um, with their expertise in that lens. And then from there, it goes to the high performance committee. We've got a new high performance committee. It's a, a smaller skills-based committee. There's athlete representatives from um, the Olympic and Paralympic side, retired athletes. Um, we've got a coach representative and two members at large. And then there's a few staff who sit on the committee as um, ex officio members. And so right now we're in the process of reviewing all of the criteria to be put forth. Um, there's been some excellent conversations, uh, good questions posed. Um, we'll make some adjustments uh, to make sure that it is uh, the criteria that um, we feel confident to stand behind. Um, that high performance committee will provide advice to me and then I approve and uh, we move forward with the posting, translation and posting of our criteria. Um, at that time, um, I'd say that's, that's a critical point for athletes and coaches um, who are looking to make selections um, and earn spots onto teams to really go into that criteria, read it, understand what the expectations are and what needs to be achieved in the coming season. Um, 
so you know what you're what you're after and what the expectations are. Um, we will be posting all of our updated materials uh, on our website. Um, I'm striving to have a high performance page where you should be able to land at that one page and find everything that you need to know about um, criteria, any changes to our event schedule, um, really anything high performance uh, will land right there. So just keep checking that website page. Um, that will be where the most up-to-date and uh, consistent information will be. If you went on there today, that's not our current data. It will be updated very shortly. Um, and then as I said, that's the time for you guys to review. Ask questions. If things don't make sense, if you're not clear on something, let us know now. Um, and um, we'll strive to, to provide clarity for you for that. And then, you know, it, Throughout any, any normal year, there's often amendments, uh, events gets, event dates get shifted, uh, things like that. And so there's amend, amendments that come out that'll be posted on that, that central one-stop high-performance page on the website. Um, and I highly expect that uh, there will be many amendments over the coming season, um, largely due to things beyond our control, um, likely COVID-related cancellations. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll make those amendments in timely fashions with all the information that we have and post them as quickly as we can. But just, just know that, yeah, keep going to that website and that is where you will be able to find all the information that you need. Um, so that's all the information I had for you this evening to share with you tonight. I'm sure there's some, some questions. I, haven't read any uh, yet. Uh, I see there's three in the chat at the moment. Um, but um, yeah, I believe there's a, a super exciting future ahead for high performance sport and Nordic skiing um, over the coming years. I'm really looking forward to working with all of you um, to make all of these dreams a reality. Um, so thanks for your, your time this evening. And uh, I guess we'll open it up to questions now. And I'm actually not seeing any questions. <laughs> Looks like it was crystal clear, Kate. <laughs> Must have been perfectly clear. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm sure they will trickle in as, uh, as time goes. We'll just give it another minute or so. Uh, this is that call, gang. If you have a question, please fire it in now. Just put my email up if you don't have it already. Here we are. Uh, Kate, we have one. From Frank, yeah. Good uh, so chance of trials running in Whistler. Great question. Um, we certainly hope so. Uh, we've been in great conversation with uh, CCBC in the organizing committee there. Um, last time I spoke with them, there was uh, you know the question posed to us like what can we do what's the like the bare minimum uh numbers to run um a solid event um a good depth of field event uh and make it a, a good trials um and so we provided some numbers of kind of bare minimum what they were going to do is um work with their government relations to uh 
um, to make sure that that event could go forward um, and seek an exemption. So if things were to shut down, um, if there was interprovincial inter restrictions and stuff like that, um, they were going to seek a, a way for us to get athletes into Whistler so that we can compete. I'm sure there's multiple layers involved in that, but um, I know that CCBC is working well with us to, to try to make that a reality to happen. And um, if it doesn't, then certainly we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll come up with it with alternate plans to figure out our next steps beyond that. But um, I do know that they're working really hard to make that happen for us. Okay, Kate, we have another one. Uh, any word on the status of the Canmore NORAM? So far as I know, it's still a go. I haven't heard anything to, to say that it isn't. So it's still within our plan. Um, yeah, that's all I know, Pat. <laughs> so will there be a restriction on who can attend trials? I assume that's trials, not just trails. Is that trails or trials? <laughs> no restrictions on trails. Um, no firm restrictions <laughs> on, uh, on who can attend right now. Certainly if we are limited in the numbers that, can, that are allowed to come in, so if we're restricted by the number of um, the size of the event, then we'll certainly have to take a look at that and consider what a qualification standard might be. Um, but right now we haven't heard anything to, to shift that decision, um, but certainly it's in the back of our brain and we've started mapping out some ideas, but right now we don't know that there's any restrictions that would make us shift to having a qualification for that event. Good questions. <laughs> Last call, folks, and we'll be wrapping up. Okay, Kate, I think we're done. So thanks, everyone, for coming out this evening. Um, this will conclude, and hopefully see you all again soon. Remember, sending in questions. Kate has posted her uh, email in the chat. It's also available through the website. So any further questions, please feel free. All right, have a great evening. So thanks.